Dave Moore on Today FM podcast. Alan Keane is sitting across from me. We're talking about during Miley Cyrus talking about your book, which is out perfectly imperfect. Uh, Alan, what's it like to to walk into a bookshop and see your book on shelves? Well, it's like a pinch me moment, but at the same time, it is me on the cover. Yeah. So when you walk in and you see all of the books together, there's just a lot of me. So it's a bit <laughs> overwhelming. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> but I've had I've had such a fun time going into shops and seeing it and going in and doing a few signings and and everyone in the bookstore has just been so accommodating and so exciting that's and great. I've gone in a few to a few stores and there's only been like three or four books left so oh, that's, that's a great sign I know it's really good yeah, otherwise, otherwise exactly maybe they didn't just order it no 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 <laughs> definitely also so the book is perfectly imperfect embrace your difference uh, a book you've written with Leah Don Hines Leah so like what I love about, uh, so many things I love about the book, but what I do love about it is the the way in which you explain your story and, you know, that your journey of, of your relationship with your disability and where it's gotten you to today. So when you sat down to do this, was that a part of the focus? Or did that just come about as you wrote down the the bits you wanted to include in it? Um, well, when I first got approached about the book itself, I I said from the get-go that I didn't want to do an autobiography on its yeah. own because I'm still competing, I'm still an athlete and I'm still in my 20s. So in my head, I was like, I wouldn't really want to buy a book of someone in their 20s still competing because they haven't finished their story yet. Sure, it makes sense. Um, And I've been asked so much throughout my life and throughout kind of, the, especially the past few, few years, um, how I learned to love my arm and how I overcame my disability mm. and, and my insecurities. And I kind of felt like this was something that was needed. And it, it was because I can't reply to every single message that I get or, yeah. or everyone who comes to me looking for help. So I guess this is just my way of giving back but it's also like something that I needed as a kid so in a selfish kind of way that's why I wrote the book that makes sense no that definitely makes sense and and things about the book like there it's not a traditional as you said it's not an autobiography it's not even necessarily a memoir you know uh, there, there's so many there's structures to it so there's there are quotes inspirational yeah. quotes in the book but there's also kind of you call them challenges there's exercises in the book for people to do and you do them yourself as well like for example writing to yourself at different ages is, is a key part of the book as well. Yeah, that was a hard one mm. because it, it made me sit back and reflect on how far I've come. And I guess as an athlete, I've not really stopped to reflect on how much I've achieved. And it really made me kind of go back in time and really take into account how far I've come. And even just there's one in there letter to my 15 year old self. And that's probably the hardest one that I wrote because yeah. it was probably the darkest period of my life. Um, and it was just seeing like I could still feel all of those emotions and it was so important for me to get them in the letter. Right. But um, just even seeing how far I've come since then. And I nearly feel like I'm a completely different person. And I say this every every four years, there's a different Paralympic Games and Olympic Games. And I feel like I'm a different person every for each four one. years. Wow. Yeah. And. And even just looking back to 15 year old me, like I just don't recognize that girl anymore. And I think that's what's so important about the book is that I don't just talk about being disabled or being an athlete. I I really talk about human problems, yes. and human feelings and human insecurities that maybe we have and how you can manage that. So even those simple little challenges in the book, one of them is just drink a glass of water and and. For me, when I start to feel myself maybe spiraling a bit, feeling like oh, I, I'm not in control of what's going on around me, 
something as simple as looking after myself and making sure I'm yeah. hydrated really gets the ball rolling on, on looking after myself. And that's the thing. I think this book is this book is not a book for other people who might have a disability. This is a book for everybody because the emotions you're going through, you know, although there may be a different prism because this is your story and you're an athlete and, you know, you have all these things going on. But anyone can read the book and get things out of them and do the challenges as well. Like it's it's really good from that point of view. Yeah, yeah. It was so important for me to really make sure that everyone could relate to this book because I think if you can relate to it, you can see even people with disabilities a bit more humanely and, yes. and be able to relate to... As a human as being. As a human being and, yeah. and be able to understand that, oh, we all feel these things. And I guess I'm 28 now and I've had the absolute privilege of being an athlete since I was a kid. And because of that, I've had so much support throughout my career and I've learned so much. And I guess it's just being able to to tell people what I've learned along the way as well. It's just so important. Totally is. Uh, a question says, what age range is your book suitable for, Ellen? I have a 10-year-old niece big into books about and admiring Irish women in sport. Would it be suitable? Um, I guess it depends on how mature the 10-year-old is. I would say more from maybe young adult, maybe older teen, young adult, and then above. Yeah. Um, but if maybe they proofread the book first and and they know their own child. Yeah, exactly. It's a good show. Good very shows. mature level, yeah. yeah. Uh, look, you mentioned being an athlete. We can't, you know, um, gloss over the fact that there is an Olympic Games, Paralympic Games coming up and you are going, you've qualified. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, this is number four? Five. 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 This is your fifth actually coming up. You've done four. Yeah. yeah. And you're 28. <laughs> it's so insane. Um, how are you feeling going into it? Do you know what? I'm very relaxed. I'm very excited. I guess I was a bit apprehensive, not apprehensive, I was a bit stuck last year. Yeah. And that's because I only stayed because I wanted to do another Games. And last year it was World Championships and it kind of just felt like time was moving a little bit too slowly. Okay. Um, and then once I got to the year mark, that's when I was like, okay, this is the last time I'm going to have a year to go. This is the last time that I'm going to do this winter training. This is yeah, the last time course. I'm going to have a new, like even I got a bit emotional on New Year's Eve because I had a training session. And then my uh, at the end of it, my coach was like, here's to the last year of swimming. And I was like, oh God. <laughs> yeah, that's such a big, massive thing. Like yeah. the fact that you will leave competition, behind, you'll always swim, but you will leave competition behind yeah. after these Olympic Games, these Paralympic Games. 20 years of racing. I've got to I've got to find something else to do. Well, that's time. what I want to talk about in the next section of this interview because I do think there's a there's a radio presenter sitting across from me, not just a paralympic athlete and an author. Didn't you do the Today FM School of Radio? I did. This is a really good plug for it that. It is well. a really good plug for that. Ellen Keane did the Today FM School of Radio. Uh, how did you find it? Oh my god, it was so good. Yeah. Um, for me, I because I I did it recently and I did it kind of in the the midst of winter time. And I train with a lot of people who are a lot younger than me. So I wanted to do something that maybe would benefit me when I retire, but also give me an opportunity to meet different people and have a different peer group. Mm. Um, but my favorite thing about it was every guest lecturer that comes in. So basically every week you have a different guest lecturer, someone who works in the industry. But every single person who came in was just so obsessed with radio <laughs> and so in love with their job. And it was just so lovely because... I'm like such a radio nerd and anytime anyone from the radio follows me on Instagram I completely fangirl like <laughs> the most famous person in the world could follow me on Instagram and I'd be like yeah whatever and then if someone who works in the radio follows me I'm like oh my god um, and well, I we can hear it. you on the other side of the mic then because I mean look you know the thing I often ask athletes is 
either when they're post-career or when they're going to look at their post-careers. The, the difficulty is, is that, like, you know, not everyone is a multi-millionaire footballer, you mm. know, with generational wealth because they go and play in the Saudi Pro League or whatever. Like, I mean, you know, people need jobs. So yeah. you have to find something that you want to do, whatever about the money, but just for your, your sense of, like, you know, get up and go, work every day, value, worth all that. You want to go out and do something. So would radio be something you would think about? Yeah, definitely. I love being in a studio and there's like a familiarity with me and being in a studio. You know that muffled noise you get when you're in a studio and it's soundproof? That's like being in a pool for me because when you're in the water, everything is so silent. You're comfortable in that situation. I'm so comfortable. I remember the first time I was in a radio studio and I was just so comfortable and at ease that I was like, I want to do this all the time. Well, you definitely are. He's incredible. <laughs> I think you should definitely pursue it. And if you want to come in here and hang out with us, we would absolutely love well, to have you, Ellen. Dave, you're looking very lonely over there. Yeah. So. <laughs> There's an empty seat that you're there filling really seat. well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, a quick fire round before you go, right? Just answer these off the top of your head. What are you currently obsessed with? Oh God, I'm currently obsessed with my sleep. I have an aura ring that is oh, currently that charging. Man- um, so that's why I'm not, I'm not wearing it. Yeah, and like... It's just like you can become a little bit obsessed with it, but it tells you in the morning how many hours sleep you had. So you could wake up thinking, oh, I've had eight hours sleep. And then you look at the app and it's like, no, actually, you're only asleep for six hours. (laughs) So it will give you a little like reminder just to maybe take it easy. Or for me as an athlete, I'll make sure I'm getting my hour nap in during the day. Of course, yeah. And especially like I'm so busy at the moment doing all the book promo. It just kind of helps me look after myself a little bit more. That's a great thing to be obsessed with then, yeah. Yeah, So good. It's the greatest thing there is. Um, Who is the most famous person in your phone? Um, who is the most famous person in my phone? Uh, oh God, I don't know. I don't, oh, oh I don't know. I don't know who it is. Um, okay, probably, well, uh, uh, I don't know, Kieran McGeehan, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. yeah all the I'll athletes. Take that. Absolutely, all the athletes. I, yeah, yeah, I just yeah, see yeah. them as my friends. What about from Dancing with the Stars? Are anybody, any super celebs from then? Um... Maybe Nina. Nina Carberry, maybe yeah. Erica. They're pretty yeah. famous people. Yeah, Erica I Co- just I just kind of forget. We all just forget. I know, yeah. They're just friends <laughs> rather than people. Uh, when you think back to when you were in, say, national school, right? About eight years old, second class, and it's Susbjog. So you open up your lunchbox. What was in Ellen Kane's lunchbox? Cheese strings. Cheese strings. <laughs> it's funny. The younger people that we interview automatically go, cheese strings or Dairy Lee Lunchables or Dippers. And I'm like, and when the more elderly statesmen like myself here were like, we never did those things when you were in school. <laughs> so cheese strings, what else? Um, Baby Bell. Um, There's a lot of cheese. I've seen a lot of cheese. I'm so obsessed with cheese. Do you know when you're a little bit sick or if you feel a little bit under the weather, a little bit run down and you go into a shopping or you go into a supermarket and you're like, what do I feel like eating? It's always, I always go for all different types of cheese. I can't argue with that. Fairness. so good. It's a good way to live. And the final question I ask everybody when they come on my show is, Ellen Keane, do you wash your legs in the shower? Oh my God, I do, yeah. You do? But loads, the thing is loads of... um, Oh God, I'm going to drop a bomb here. (laughs) (laughs) Loads of swimmers, because we're in the water so much, they just like wash their hair when they're finished swimming. And I literally have a whole bag full of products and I have my loofah and I'm like scrubbing myself and everyone's looking at me being like, Ellen, you're a freak. And I'm like, but I'm a clean freak. A clean freak, that is fair. That is fair, yeah. I don't. I don't wash my legs at all. Do you wash your feet? No. Oh God, that's gross. I don't think I've ever washed my legs on my feet. Okay, well next time I'm in, I'm bringing you a loofah. <laughs> Fair enough. Ellen Keen, the book is perfectly imperfect. It is out now. Get your hands on it. It is an inspirational story. Definitely worth reading. Thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. Dave Moore. On Today FM. Podcast.